Hi out there, welcome to The Brave Files. I'm your host, Heather Vickery. Before we get started, I wanna remind you that The Brave Method Workshop starts in just a few days, and I really want you to be there with us. The Brave Method is my own proven five-step method for building a life and a business that you love. How do I know it works? Because it worked for me, and now I'm sharing it with everyone else. It's not a step-by-step how-to guide where you're gonna do steps one through five and come out with a specific result. Rather, it's a system for how to think strategically and creatively to finally live the bigger, bolder, braver, and more joy-filled life that you were meant for. Starting on July 20th at 1 p.m. Central, you can join me for an hour each day for nine days to learn how the BRAVE method, which stands for boundaries, reassessment, reframing, resilience, action and accountability, vulnerability and expansion and empowerment can completely transform your life. What is possible for you if you decide to take this first step and join us? Get all the details and register at vickeryandco.com slash workshop. You are not going to want to miss this. I only host this workshop a couple of times a year, and it is absolutely transformative. Again, get all the information at vickeryandco.com slash workshop, and I'll see you there. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode because I'm totally in love with it. Today's guest is Cheryl Rausch, and she says that she's always been able to see spirits and talk to those who have passed on. She also says everyone else is a little bit psychic. You want to know more about that, right? I know that I did, and I still want to know more. In this episode, we talk about how she discovered her psychic abilities, learning to trust herself and how we should all learn to trust ourselves, and how important it is to be our most vulnerable and authentic selves all the time, no matter what. This is a really fun and fascinating conversation. So let's get started. Courage, resilience, and faith. This is Heather Vickery, and you're listening to The Brave Files, stories from people living courageously. When we choose bravely in big and small ways, it powerfully elevates our lives. I hope these stories connect with you and encourage you to embrace bravery in every possible way, day after day. Together, we can build a movement of courageous living that enriches both our lives and our communities. And if you enjoy the show, I ask you to please share it with others. Maybe think of someone who you want to choose bravely right alongside you. Thanks for tuning in. Now here's the show. Hi, everyone. I love our associate producer, Mary, because she knows the coolest people. And I'm so excited that she introduced me to today's guest, Cheryl Rausch. Cheryl is a psychic medium and visual artist who founded her company, Spirit Vision Studio, with the purpose of giving a voice to the voiceless, most of all, spirit. Her mantra is that spirit is love, and love is the component that connects all of us. Cheryl is also an art instructor, an animal and nature conservation advocate, a champion for women's empowerment, and she has her ongoing series that's called Women of Substance, which we're going to learn all about. I cannot wait to dig in. Welcome to The Brave Files, Cheryl. 
Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here. (laughs) Well, you and I have had the opportunity to chat prior to this, and I think you are a really cool person and a really fascinating, brave story. And I'm, I'm so excited for the listeners to get to know you. But let's get clear on some definitions before we get started. What does it mean to be a psychic medium? A psychic medium for me is actually seeing those that have crossed over, dead people in other words, um, and are on the other side. I speak to those that are in heaven that have fully crossed over and also those that are kind of wandering around on the earth, loitering or hanging out. So um, I can see and speak with um, all of them, frankly. Okay. Okay. And to get us started, can you tell our listeners what it means when you say spirit? Yes, that would actually be, um, yeah, I use the umbrella term spirit. But in this case, when I when I speak with clients, I'm actually talking to your loved ones who've passed, deceased loved ones, okay, um, humans. Uh, sometimes animals come through. Sometimes I see nature spirits. Everybody has a, has a component of energy, not only our physical body, but our energy body. And it's the energy body that, for whatever reason, I'm able to connect with it and communicate with it. So say like you have a loved one that's passed and crossed over into heaven. If they really want to get a message to you, they will, you know, if they know that we're hanging out specifically, they will do their best to try to get up in my space to try to get a message to you. If that makes sense. It, it, so, it does. It, yeah. it, I have long been fascinated in this stuff and I deeply believe that, that this is, that these things really happen. I know that not everybody does. Um, mm-hmm. I assume at some point you have just made your peace with, I don't need everybody to, to know what I know, but I'm curious. And when I think we're going to dig in on that a little bit, but I'm curious how, how long have you been aware of your ability to essentially, to, to quote M. Night Shyamalan, see dead people? <laughs> well, <laughs> um... <laughs> when, you said that, when you said basically dead people, I just, I, I can't, I can't help it. That's right here. I, I know. I can't help but laugh because um, <laughs> it, it, it's such a cliche these days. But, it, you know, that that's what it is. And I've been able to see them my whole life. And they've been around me my whole life. It wasn't until within the last five years that I finally came to grips with it and decided they have got to be all around me for a reason, not just to scare me or harass me. There's got to be a reason and it's not my imagination. So the biggest part for me was to step forward, just take that courageous leap and decide, okay, I'm finally going to find out why they're here and what's going on. I've spent my entire life being afraid, trying to deny them, um, which really caused a lot of stress and anxiety in my life. It was a whole part of my life that I thought it was just my imagination, and it's not. It's them. So long story short, um, all my life. Okay, so you you just said the thing that I was curious, like when you were little, this has got to be a very confusing thing for somebody Mm -hmm. who's small. Did you just think you were making it up like you were as a figment of your imagination? Yes, actually. And it's funny because I just had a conversation with my family recently um, when I would try to tell them what was going on. Um, they would tell me it was my imagination, um, that it's not really happening. 
And actually, I was labeled lovingly as a basket case. Um, That's not very I, lovingly. That's just no. Mean. I know. I'm trying to be loving about it because <laughs> you know. But it was a, it was a it was a hard um, caption to be known as, and so it was my job from the time I could talk to really do my very best to not exemplify the basket case that they think I am. So to shut those voices down, to pretend they're not happening and to not talk about them. Exactly. Which resulted in a lot of stress because they're around, especially at night. So you're very busy during the day, very distracted. But at night when you try to go to bed, that's when they're around. So life was very stressful. And I did my very best to try to hide the fact that they were around. And I eventually convinced myself that it was my imagination, that I was a basket case. So the only outlet I had was that's why I went into art because it was okay Mm. to be a little left to center in the art world. So if I come across a little flighty or spacey or um, things fly out of my mouth that I didn't explain, it's okay. She's just a a weird artist. artist. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. How Mm -hmm. did spirit respond when you were like straight up ignoring them because you were trying to convince yourself that they weren't real? Oh, uh, especially when I was a child and a teenager, they would get aggravated. Uh, I would try to sleep and they would, uh, poke me, uh, physically, you could physically poke me. Yes. Poke me in the chest, poke me wherever they, you know, wherever I was uncovered, uh, shake my bed, drop things on me, talk to me. Um, if I was up working late at night on artwork or whatever assignments I had, I could, I could see the door open and them come in tapping me. It's, it's the equivalent of like having a, a child or adult that you're trying to ignore that just won't leave you alone. Whoa. Yeah. I've never heard of, of having that physical touch be real. And, and yes. I've yes. done it's a lot very, of learning. Mm-hmm. It's very disconcerting, especially when you're fast asleep and you get poked awake or you hear somebody talking to you and there's no one there and you can't see them. Um, it is, it is frightening, frankly. So at the time I just didn't understand and I couldn't tell anybody. Um, so it was, it was quite difficult. difficult. I can only imagine. And so you said it's only been in the last five years that you've sort of come to terms with the fact that, that this is a real thing that's happening to you, that you are really connecting. What led to that acknowledgement, realization, surrender, for lack of a better term? Mm, Interesting. Um, Well, it was about five years ago, we were on a family vacation, and I was in Florida. And we were in a new condo, mind you, not an old home. And every morning for three mornings, I had a little girl waking me up, trying to get my attention. Every morning, just before dawn, at the exact same time, she's either standing next to my bed, or talking to me, or shaking my bed, and children are my kryptonite. It's really difficult for me to turn my back on a child. So it was at that point that I realized, this can't be my imagination. I mean, she's literally standing right in front of me. I couldn't deny it. And that's when I decided, okay, I've got to find out what's, what's going on. And so believe it or not, a little girl was what got me to finally decide to, to, to figure it out. We all want to know what did she want and what did you do about it? Well, what I did is, um, do you know those guided meditations uh, where you have someone lead you into a meditation and you go to a beautiful space in your mind? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, whenever I do those, there's always people there. And I always thought it was my imagination. I thought, wow, you know, my imagination's on point today. There's like five people standing around in my, in my meditation. And those are actually real people. So what I did is I went into a meditation because I kept hearing that's what mediums do is they meditate. And as soon as I did, I saw her there. And when she was standing in front of me, her head was bowed. And I now know that when the head is bowed, there's deep sorrow, deep regret. Mm. But I couldn't see her face. Um, so when she was standing in front of me in real life, I couldn't see her. But when I saw her in my mind's eye, she had her head thrown back and she was just wailing. Mm. It's sometimes still hard to think about because, you know, and uh she was so sad, so upset, and was looking for somebody to hold her. And so being, I went into mama bear mode. And in my mind, I walked over and I gave her a big bear hug just to hold her, just to let her know she's not alone. And in that instant, I felt her holding me in real life. And I thought my daughter had walked in. It was about wow. the same size and it hugged me, but it wasn't my daughter. It was her. And just reassuring her, letting her know it's okay. Um, I'm here, I see you. And just letting her know it's okay. It's okay to move on. And um, I never heard from her again. We were just down there again a couple weeks ago for the first time since the pandemic, since that day. And she didn't come back. So I'd like to think that she finally crossed. She was wearing a very old outfit, totally not dressed for current time. So wow. My only guess is in the mornings, I would walk up and down the beach and, and shoot photos of the shorebirds. And I think she followed me back one day. Oh, fascinating. And, yeah. And so believe it or not, it's the, it's the child, a small child mm, that, that I believe can it. change someone's world. Absolutely. So I'll always be grateful to her for that. So I made the... I don't know why I made this assumption. The assumption that the spirits present themselves to you because they want you to connect with someone here. Mm -hmm. But that's yes. not what that's not what this child, the spirit of this child did. So interesting. I'm glad you said that and that's great because it gives me a chance to clarify she was stuck. She had not crossed over. So when this little girl died, she didn't move on and I'll, I'm just going to call it heaven where, but where, whatever your faith is, okay. we move on to a different, a different space where we can continue our growth. But some of us just don't want to go. We just want to stay here on the earth. We don't want to go. We're afraid for whatever reason they don't go. So she's what most would call a ghost. That's who I saw. Now, if I'm talking, usually if I, if I talk to someone like in my office or we, you know, we have a session, I make a point to connect with those that are crossed over hmm. who've already gone to heaven. And there's a difference in how th they, they communicate and how they are. Um, those in heaven can see things from a higher perspective and they are trying to reach out and let you know, Hey, I'm here. It's all right. I'm still here. I'm better than I ever was. Hmm. Those who are trapped for whatever reason here on the on the earth they still are exactly the same does that make sense i think so so yeah and she was just lost it's like a a little child that's just lost she couldn't figure out where to go or what to do 
Um, so, so do you most often connect with people who have com- completely passed? They're not, and I, I, the only thing I can think of is like purgatory. That sounds awful to just be stuck here and trapped and, and not getting yeah. enlightened and not being mm-hmm. freed and feeling. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I do both. That There's times I'll have people contact me and say, hey, there's something in my house. What's going on? Mm. And I'll go over there and 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 just see what's going on and you know ask if anybody needs assistance um or someone came in recently and um the person that she lost recently hadn't yet crossed and so they came with her um oh wow and so i was able to you know have help the two of them communicate so that they, that person could move on um so i i do do both in the end i just want you know, whether it be heaven or stuck on earth, if they've got something to say, if I can hear them and see them, the least I can do is just try to pass on the message. Yeah. So it sounds like now you're sort of, for lack of a better term, controlling this a little bit, whereas before it, mm-hmm. you didn't have any control over it. Because I'm just no. imagining you like walking down the street and all of these spirits are just like bombarding you constantly. Is it like that? Yeah, it can be. If you look around, um, I compare it to like, if you're walking down, even just us regular people walking down a busy street filled with people, you may not notice anybody cause you're not looking, but if you, you know, put your head up and look around, you'll notice my goodness, there's a lot of people around here. That's kind of what I do with the dead for lack of a better term is I don't really look because it's just kind of sad. Like I was sitting, yeah. I was just kind of curious. I was in the train and heading into the city and I kind of peeked to see who was hanging out with the young man next to me. And instantly I got grandmother mm. and it was so sad because she was so excited. She thought I was going to talk to him for her. And I, you know, oh, you don't want to disappoint them. Exactly. And I felt so bad. So I'm sorry. I just wanted to see if you were here. Sorry. But, you know, uh, so I try not to be rude. Um, yeah, but that really takes a lot of um, intentional mm-hmm. work on your part to only look when someone is asking you to look. Yes, yes. and But it's gotten easier only because when I do open up, I fully open up. It's mm-hmm. when I stood stayed closed the whole time that the pressure just got to be too much. That Not to sense. say that especially people who are really insistent and up in your face, they will still get up in your grill. But yeah, um, yeah. Oh, that's mostly they leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. And so how can you or do you use your skills as a psychic medium to help others? It's helping to reestablish a connection between those that are living and those that have crossed, passed over into heaven. I Forgive me if I use like woo woo terms, but what I mean oh, is we crossed love over into heaven. Terms okay. Here. I'm not <laughs> okay. I'm I'm not sure about heaven, but I'm I'm super into woo woo. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So <laughs> what I what the saddest part for me to realize is that and it is so incredibly painful to lose someone, someone who's who's died. Mm-hmm. And you think I'll never speak to him again. And it it is my passion to show them, no, no they're still around. They're just not around the same way they were before, especially in heaven. I mean, I, I, it's my job to let them know, no, they're still connecting either visually, um, with the animals around you, whether it be birds or butterflies 
or um, if your lights go wonky, that's a favorite. Or um, if you just get impressions of them or, 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 or um, fragrance, mm-hmm. that's a good one. So they're still trying to give you a heads up. Hey, I'm still here. Hey, I want to be relevant in your life. Mm-hmm. And it really does make it. I think it makes them feel better. It makes me feel better to see that they realize, oh, my gosh, they're still here. Um, no, yeah. they can't walk in and open the door and say hello, but they're going to reach out any way they can. And boy, they do stay relevant. You know, they always try to bring up things that are going on at that time for the person. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I enjoy I really enjoy that. I love that you've sort of fully leaned into this and instead of running from it and hiding from it. And I can't help. We did not talk about this before. So I could totally be going off the rails right now. But as you say (laughs) that, I can't help but think of quantum physics when you talk about this. Yeah, I do not. I have a very, um, uh, and well, I have a husband who's an engineer. He's all into quantum physics and he just, he's so opposite of me, but that's where we meet in the middle. Quantum <laughs> yeah. physics. I mean, this idea that energy never dies, right? And therefore, right. um, we're all here in different ways and bits and parts and atoms. And, um, I don't know, Absolutely. it gives me actually a lot of comfort. Yes. Yes. It's not meant to scare you. My goal is never, there's enough out there talking about ghosts and demons, God forbid, and all these things. There's enough to scare you. It's my job to say, no, no, this is a part of us. They're still a part of us. Yeah. They've just changed. They're, they're, they've moved on, but it doesn't mean they've left you. I love um, that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I also love the name of your company spirit vision studio i picture like this old 1950s television (laughs) (laughs) with the black and white images coming through i don't know if you've got a really good logo but i see it um i would love to know like once this little girl in florida appeared to you and you were like wait this is real and you decided what I I'm going to do something with that. How did you go from that to I, I it's my calling to have this sort of business and mm-hmm. to help people. And mm-hmm. then, and then, you know, how do you do that? Well, that, that was that moment where I realized I'm not crazy for me. It was right. finally taking ownership of an entirely different side of me that I've never even looked at. To me, it was like the dark half. So the moment I realized I'm not crazy, oh my gosh, what a breath of relief. I was always afraid that I was going to be labeled crazy, wind up being carted away. Not that crazy is a bad thing. I don't mean to use that term in a, you know, a casual sense, but I really didn't, I didn't want to give off that impression. And once I realized that it wasn't me and my imagination and something was wrong with me. I was on a mission. So I went looking for training, assistance, um, support. And by, by goodness, one after the other, people started coming into my life. Organizations started coming into my life. So I started training um, at uh, a place called the Gathering Lighthouse in Lombard. I discovered the Theosophical Society in Wheaton. Um, that a friend introduced me to our mutual friend, Mary. Um, Love and, that. Yes. And I then, lo- and through the Theosophical Society, I found my spiritual mentor, Billy Topatate, 
at MSI Wellness in Evanston. I had no idea all these places existed, but it was great to walk into that into any of those businesses or organizations, just verbally vomit everything that's going on and have them go, no, you're not crazy. I see it too, or it's okay. Here's what you can do to help. And that's, and once I started the training, I never stopped. So I'm mentoring with uh, Billy right now because I want to continue in the tradition of the Native American tradition, where we are all a part of the earth and the earth is a part of us and there's mm. so much communication out there. So once yeah. I started that, then every all of the people in spirit, the ghosts and the people who've crossed over really started coming in. So I would do practice um, mediumship sessions with, you know, other people around me and such. And it just kind of snowballed. And eventually I had people coming to me saying, I really need you to do a session for me alone. I really need to talk to you. And I didn't want them to come to my house, mainly because I've got four rescue animals here and a petulant 19-year-old son. And just there's a lot of chaos. So that's why I opened up my business and my office um, in Glen Ellen, just because I needed a space all my own that was quiet and that I could devote all of my attention on whoever comes in. So it just kind of snowballed naturally. Yes. And I have to tell you, it was such a breath of fresh air to finally admit this is a part of me. And I frankly was waiting for everybody to go, okay, you are just off the rails, never talking to you again. (laughs) And I was so surprised that just about everybody was totally okay with it. I got a few hairy eyeballs, but once they realized I'm not going to walk around telling them about dead people all the time that I was... (laughs) That, you know, I'm not going to do that. They yeah. were like, oh, okay. And I had one friend, love you. I'm sh- I'm going to have her listen to the podcast. She called me out because we're longtime art friends. And she said, you know, I've been suspicious of you for a long time based on the <laughs> things you say. So I'm not surprised. And I, I bust out laughing. I said, okay. So I wasn't hiding it as much as I thought. But right. Um, and I do have a few who just, you know, they're not comfortable around me. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. It is so freeing. And it sounds like it's afforded you the opportunity to sort of control the channeling a little bit. Right, right. Yeah. And and so now, just when I think I've got it, and it's just like in any career path, you think, oh, I've got it all down. I know what I'm doing. Oh, no, no. You keep <laughs> learning and keep learning. So you just keep having to move forward and just knowing I have absolute faith that there is more there is greater, that we're part of something absolutely beautiful and amazing. It has to be because the people who've crossed over, oh my gosh, the messages and the love. Yeah. um, I love that. It's just, it's crazy. I I love it. I love talking to them. And it's, that's what I want to share with everyone that it, it, you're not never, ever alone. And not, not in a creepy way. And not <laughs> exactly. I want to be alone. Actually, that makes me think. So you and I have talked about this before. We're going to have you come out um, to our house. We're fairly confident that there's a ghost that lives in our house. And we had some interest. You mentioned birds. We had baby chicks in our house for a while. And she mm. really presented herself a lot when we had the baby chicks. And I've been told that birds and spirits, that there's usually a thing there. Mm-hmm. For sure, especially cardinals. If you see cardinals, that for whatever reason, yeah. well, it's traditional. 
These were hen, baby hens. They were chicks. But oh. I, I have been told by people for a long time that you can just sort of ask the spirits to go away. Like you can be like, this is, I appreciate you, but I'm a little uncomfortable. Can you, can you please leave? Like, where are you on that? Oh, yes. Um, absolutely agree. If, if you're on this earth, it's, I, I would, for me, my default is I treat them the same as if they were still alive. Mm. So if the homeowner asks you to politely leave, then we respectfully ask that you leave. And if you don't, or worse, if you cause trouble, then we have to take the next steps. Um, uh, not that I'm saying guns blazing, going in and throwing everybody out with lovingly, but to take back the power for those who are still there. Um, I've gone into homes. I went into one home and they wanted me to acknowledge who was there, but they did not want me to upset them because they liked them. And I said, absolutely. I'll see who's here. I will not disturb them. But um, there's been a few times where they say, I really don't want them in here anymore. And so far, so good. They, they usually either, yes, they, they have that option, the, the, the dead to, you know, either please, please, you know, respect those that are living here. But if not, you know, there, there can be actions that can be taken so that you can take back your home, if that makes sense. Do you have to do this work in person or can you connect with the spirits around people virtually? I actually, I learned through the pandemic, I can actually work virtually. I do readings virtually. That's how, uh, through Zoom. Uh -huh. So that's how, how I connect with people. But how does that work? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm very visual. So I really need to see you. I, it's just a, it's, it's my hiccup. I don't do the phone. I really want to have a one-on-one -on -one and look at you. And it does help me to see who's around you because then I can get a visual of you and the, those that are around you. Um, so do remote, they talk to you? Do the spirits talk to you through zoom or do they show up? Do they appear to you? Mm -mm, they, they appear to me. Okay. And it's like when you go into your meditation space, that's when I look in my mind's eye and I look and I see who's coming forward for whoever's mm -hmm. with me on Zoom. And I, when I open up, I always ask my guides, please bring forward those who want to talk to the such and such person. Right, right. Um, okay. And then I may try to make sure I clarify who's with them so that they know who I'm talking about. Um, remote. I can also re work remotely with locations if there's an issue. That's that I'm still working on. It helps for me to see a photograph or photographs of the place. Again, mm. that's just the way I want to work, and it's a little bit more tricky, but it can be done. According to my mentor, according to others that work, yes, you don't need to be standing in the location to view the location. That's so fascinating. Yeah, there's so much to learn, and I, it's it's so exciting. I'm really I excited really to do have love you this. here, <laughs> but not just for our ghost. Although that is fascinating, and I have had so my mom says she's seen her, and one of my oh. clients, who's also a good friend, says she's seen her, and one of my other clients, who's never been here, says she feels her remotely. And so they've all okay. given me, they've all given me information about her, which of course I'm not going to share with you because I want to see if your information absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really excited to, to do that. But also because um, I feel a deep, 
desire to connect with some of my loved ones who have passed. Um, and I feel, I, d- I think there's some healing Mm-hmm. that's required. So I'm really excited. We were supposed to have you out a couple of weeks ago and it was before vacation and I couldn't do it, but we're going to get you out yeah, here soon. Okay. And okay. I can't wait. Oh, I look forward to it. That it, it will be, it will be interesting and it, it will be healing. It, it will be. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying, cause I know, cause I don't run the show. Honestly, they do. Yeah. They run everything, but I can say without doubt that those who've crossed over it. Yes, yeah. definitely healing. It's, it's so fascinating to me now having, this skill, I think, must make you very vulnerable. And it must take, does it take a ton of energy? Actually, yes, you're right. I do. At first, I thought, oh, it'll be fine. You get tired. Yeah. So how do you protect yourself? I actually am very mindful of where I am at all times. And do you mean protecting yourself from like negative energy? Uh, protecting yourself from negative energy for sure, but mm-hmm. also just so that you're not constantly depleted. How do you care for yourself? Mm-hmm. I actually, uh, I am very mindful of making sure that nothing connects to or connects with me at all times. And there's a way you can do that where you can just ask that no one um, come near you or your aura. And I, it, it's just an attention I set. And I always have to be mindful of keeping that intention up. Otherwise, they will start coming in. Yeah. Um, so it's, um, it's kind of like practice where you got to remember, oh, yeah, I have to put that. It's, it's like an, a, a mental, emotional barrier you put up. Um, Envisioning I, yourself with white light. You ever hear that? I was going to say, I have a, I have a mm-hmm. client who's an energy healer, and she yes. says, imagine that there is a, a pole from the ground in between your legs that is a pole of white light that goes up through your body and then around, almost like a light globe, and that you mm-hmm. are in it and you are protected and that everybody around you gets to have their own uh, right. so that you can hold space for them, but they can't get into your energy field. And I actually use that a lot. I'm like, okay. I'm going to go into this thing and I need to put my little energy globe on. (laughs) Right. Especially if you know that they're going to be difficult or if they can be fairly toxic, it's always good to put a barrier Mm. up. And there's some of you, and I I say you, there's some that are so empathic that you can just take on the energy or the feeling and it it is exhausting. Um, I just, it's, it's just an, an unconscious thing I do is I always put a barrier up. Because I, and I think I must have learned it when I was a child to just, you know, barrier up at all times to try to protect myself. So it's a little easier for me, but I know that there's others, there's so, all of us are light workers in some form or fashion. Well, so that's something you mentioned to me when we spoke before that I really want to talk about is you also help people connect with their own Mm -hmm. psychic abilities. Can you speak to that? Oh, Yes. Absolutely. Everyone has abilities. These are what they, it's like uh, women's intuition, uh, going, but going with your gut. Um, those are psychic gifts where you, they call them the Claire's, um, Claire knowing, Claire seeing, oh, Claire feeling, clairvoyance, Claire yeah. audience. Oh. So it's clear. It's just a clear seeing, clear, uh, tasting, smelling, touching. It's, it's these, gut feelings that you get that are actually psychic gifts. And it's, and so my goal is to show people that 
all of us are woo-woo. We all have a propensity for woo-woo-ness in us. Some of us, um, like you walk into a room and you instantly can tell who the troublemaker is, like in a meeting. You walk into a meeting and you lock on the one person that you know is going to be a problem. That would be clear knowing. You can mm. immediately pick out who you have to be wary of. Um, there's empaths where it's just clear feeling, where you can walk in and you can feel the emotions of someone else. And those, then there's so many of you out there who are like that. And it can be a struggle sometimes because you can be overwhelmed, especially in crowded rooms and feeling the energy from everyone else. And that's where that, that barrier of white light really comes in handy. Um, clairvoyance is what I happen to be able to do is I look in my mind's eye or in real life and actually see people. Um, some people can hear things either in your mind or audibly tasting is one of them. Like if you get the taste of, I hate to use it, the, the phrase blood, if you taste blood in your mm. mouth, that's okay. like Claire, Claire Gustin it's, or clear smelling. Um, have you ever had a family member pass and you smell roses shortly after or lilacs? Or, not not uh, that I can, not some, that I can. Mm -mm. Yeah, well, my family has, um, in, in our family in particular, when they cross, you smell roses. And you know that they've actually gone to heaven. They'll come back and you'll smell a fragrance. So sometimes that is what people can catch. Um, Interesting. And that's a sign that spirit is around you. So these are all gifts that you can utilize in your daily life. Like there's some people who can actually like clear, uh, clear knowing, like when you can immediately tell who's trouble, that's you being able to actually just by looking at them, what type of person you are. And um, that actually really works for those who have to work with the public and work with people mm. every day. Yeah. So that's actually a benefit. So I hope that helps. I think it's really neat. Um, so you don't just help connect people with the spirits around them. You help them connect on their own mm -hmm. with the spirits around them. Mm -hmm. uh, if somebody wanted to have you help them do that, how would they find you? They can reach out to me at uh, Spirit Vision Studio. Now I'm always going to have a mental picture of a little <laughs> black and white 1950s TV. You know I'm going to go online and look up logos with that kind of thing I in it. But, it. Um, <laughs> but you could uh, find me on spiritvisionstudio.life. And uh, you can contact me there, email, or I think my phone is on there because I know people have questions. Of course. Um, so many questions. I love talking about it. So yeah, they can reach me there. Absolutely. It's really cool. Okay. So um, I don't know what, I mean, I love this. I lo I'm going to ask you how you celebrate success. And I love that question and I love it for so many reasons. And you as a human may find all sorts of things are, are considered quote unquote a success and I would like to know how you celebrate all, all of your successes, but somehow I'm, I feel really called to ask you the question, when you have had a successful session with somebody, when they've gotten their questions answered or they've had an experience that they were needing and maybe didn't even know it, um, I'd love to know how you celebrate those types of successes and then tell me how you celebrate success in general. I, that's so interesting you asked me that question. I've not ever really shared that after each session that I have with someone, I always, <laughs> I actually get down on my knees and wow. I thank them for 
for allowing me to, to talk with them. I just love feeling the love and connection. So I show my gratitude, um, that way and, and just, just, just talk and celebrate one-on-one, uh, with them, me and whoever I spoke with that day. Cause that, I just love feeling that love. Um, that's so, beautiful. Yes, that's what I do after every session. I've never shared that. So, yeah. I don't I don't know how I knew to ask it, but Yeah. But it, the doors close. Nobody nobody knows I do that until well, until you listen to the podcast. Until but now. yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to show, you know, I I am so eternally grateful. I just feel so much better knowing that I'm not alone, that I'm not the only one who can do this and that we're never alone at any time. Mm. So it's just so gratifying. I love Um, that. And how I celebrate success in general is just getting outside, Mm, getting in nature and Mm -hmm. reconnecting that way. You just feel so whole there. Yeah. Uh, Just quiet introspection and just being I guess that's that I, that's the end of sentence being, yeah, just being one. Oh, I love that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I do. I feel that. I resonate with that. And it's one of the, it's it's one of my favorite examples that's been given on the show because it's so attainable, right? Some people will be like, I go on big vacations or I have fancy dinners out, and that's awesome. Do that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Have a really expensive bottle of wine. But I want listeners to know that the experience of celebrating a win or a success, it doesn't have to be contingent upon finances or scheduling. Mm-hmm. Like it can just be awareness, um, acknowledgement, mm-hmm. space, being, being outside, putting, standing in the ground, like all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. It can be a dance party. We've all, so I just really appreciate you sharing that for somebody to connect with and say, oh yeah, that's how I'm going to most honor this thing that was good. And I love that. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for letting me tell my story and I'm excited. allowing before, me to share with you. Before <laughs> we wrap up, though, I do get to ask you what your favorite charitable organization is to support. I actually love the Humanitarian Service Project. Their office is in Carroll Stream, and they have services for children, families, and seniors. And in particular, I am, I am a senior secret pal. I've had a senior pal um, for five years now, and um, they're always looking for donations and volunteers to help those who really need assistance. Um, And especially with this pandemic and families being out of work, trying to feed their kids, uh, seniors uh, not being able to obtain services Mm. over the course of this last year, they're really hurting. And I really do love that that charitable organization. So if you can... Reach out to them if anybody's listening. Um, they would love to take any donation that you can offer to them. That's wonderful. Well, thank you. You you did my job there for me, and you did it so well, which is I ask the <laughs> listeners to give them some love. If you have time or money oh, or, or likes or shares or whatever you can do, uh, it sounds like an amazing organization. I've not heard of them before, so I'm so glad to have them on my radar now. They'll be our charity of the week. So oh, we will give you. them some love. Yeah, absolutely. Will you share your three words with us one last time? Absolutely. It would be courage, resilience, and faith. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those are your words. That's perfect. <laughs> like, 
um, all of that. Sometimes we have to dig into the words, but that really resonates with me, and it's beautiful. I have had so much fun. I have so many more questions, but I do think that um, we we got to dig in on a lot of it. And listeners, if you want to know more, you're curious, reach out, connect with Cheryl, or give me a call, 312-646-0205, and we can talk about it because it's fascinating, um, but not to be afraid, but to engage. And Cheryl, I just so appreciate your showing up here and being honest and vulnerable and, and giving us uh some of your time and attention. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate this, Heather. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right, friends. I want to remind you that if you are on a precipice of a transformation and ready to live into the life of your dreams, don't forget that we have the Brave Method Workshop coming up next week, and I want to make sure you reserve your spot. The event starts on Tuesday, July 20th. It's going to be amazing. You can get all of the details and get registered at vickeryandco.com slash workshop. It won't be the same without you. So make sure you go and get registered and bring a friend and I will see you there. Thanks for being here with us this week. We will be back next week with another incredible episode. This is Heather Vickery reminding you today and every day to go out and choose bravely. Hey, friends, I want to share something really exciting with you. We already know you enjoy listening to podcasts because you're listening to this one, but I'm also betting you enjoy audiobooks. And hey, listen, if you don't already enjoy audiobooks, then it's time to check them out. That's why I'm really excited to share Libro.fm with you. They are an incredible new platform for listening to audiobooks. And by choosing Libro.fm over other audiobook services, you are supporting a local bookstore of your choice and investing in your local community. Libro.fm offers over 150,000 audiobooks via their primary platform, which, by the way, they built with love and from scratch because they're a small business also. They even offer bookseller recommendations for great audiobook options. You can sign up right now via www.vickeryandco.com slash LibroFM. That's vickeryandco.com slash L-I-B-R-O-F-M. And when you do, you'll get one free audiobook of your choice and the proceeds will go to your favorite local bookstore. Now, check what I just said there. You're going to get a free book. And the proceeds are still going to go to your local bookstore because Libro.fm makes sure that their booksellers get paid even when they give a promo to customers. I've listened to over 20 audiobooks this year alone. I especially love listening to memoirs read by the author. And it feels great knowing that all of my purchases support my local bookstore, The Book Table, in Oak Park, Illinois. Libro.fm. The same audiobooks, the same price, but a completely different story. Check them out right now at vickeryandco.com slash LibroFM. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast? Maybe you've had this thought and then quickly shut it down because who has the time? Or you don't know how, or gosh, it just all seems too hard. If you have something to share with the world, we want to encourage you to get your message out. The world needs to hear it. Did you know that 50% of all homes are podcast fans? 
If you've ever wondered about having your own podcast or how it can increase your business or get your message across, then please join me and the other experts from the Podcast Power Academy for our monthly free Q&A session. It's called, So You Want to Start a Podcast? This casual live conversation will help you understand how podcasting can be a great decision, why now is the best time to get started, and how to get into action with it. Visit podcastpoweracademy.com to learn more. You've been listening to The Brave Files, stories of people living courageously. To learn more about the show, find our show notes and full episode transcripts, or to get some great bonus content, visit thebravefilespodcast.com. And we would love to know what you think of the show. You can give us a call at 312-646-0205. Let us know your thoughts on the episode, the show in general, or maybe share with us how you're out choosing bravely. This episode is brought to you by Vickery & Co. Success Coaching. Coaching that helps you maintain a life well-lived and a business well-run. Learn more at vickeryandco.com. Our music was created and produced in a custom collaboration with Matt Lewis from ML Creative Consulting, a boutique firm dedicated to helping clients identify their unique sound and amplify their brand with custom-delivered soundtracks. We couldn't do any of this without our extraordinary audio engineer, Andrew Olson. Learn more about him and check out his work at findandrewolson.com. And special thanks to everyone on Team Brave from our producers, associate producers, copy editors, writers, and support team. Special thanks to Molly, Mary, Kim, Sabra, and Sabrina. I'm your host and executive producer, Heather Vickery. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week.